grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this morning is from Hebrews, the ninth chapter. Just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Dear friends of Christ, a couple weeks ago our nation had an election, and of course we had local and national candidates that campaigned for months, you get sick of that, so do I, uh, but finally the day came, and on one website, national website, uh, on the day of midterm election, uh, this newsman featured a gigantic picture of President Trump with the words in, in, in large caption, enormous letters, Judgment Day. Now, I thought that was a bit dramatic, you know, Judgment Day. And then I got to thinking about it as I was preparing for this sermon on God's Judgment Day. I thought, you know what kind of fits. Uh, calling the election Judgment Day was a bit dramatic, and I, it made me laugh to myself. And, and, but then I thought, you know, when we elect representatives to our country, to serve our country, our votes render a judgment, don't they? When we make a vote, we render a judgment. Our, our vote, with our vote, we register who we want to serve as a nation. Maybe not as an individual person, but as a nation, we vote on whether we agree with a candidate or not, and we make a judgment. We, the voters, exercise our judgment based on who we support. But I want you to consider this. Elections, how we vote as a nation, is not a judgment on the candidates. No, our national voting record is an indictment against us. How we vote as a nation judges who we are. How we vote as a nation judges what we believe. And how we vote as a nation tells us where we are going. So do you see where I'm going with this? It's amazing how personally we take the judgments that we make as, as the judgment of the masses. Have you ever felt hopeless after elections? The elections happen and you kind of feel like our country's doomed? Or maybe you're just the opposite. The elections take place and you, and you feel all excited uh, thinking that we're on the right path for our future. Well, the verdict about political opinions and at the ballot box has become so personal that individual citizens of the United States, that we stand in judgment on election day. And like it or not, we are judgmental people. We have judgments about all kinds of things. And we're standing in judgment all the time toward one another and toward events that are happening in our life. And we have very strong personal opinions judgments in fact our judgments are so strong we're willing to die for them we're willing to fight and indeed their personal judgments judge who they are their personal judgments judge what they believe 
and their personal judgments judge where they are going. However, despite all these personal judgments, I want you to know there's only one judgment that matters. That's the judgment of God. The final judgment, it's the only judgment that is lasting. It's the only judgment that reflects who God is, what you should believe, and where we are going and who we are. And so we consider this morning, God's judgment matters. You know, however, we're always tempted to think our own personal judgments are more important. We're always tempted to think that, that what I think is more important than what God thinks. And that's why so many people just simply ignore the Ten Commandments. We read about them. You know, how you're supposed to write them on your hands, put them on the frontlets of your forehead, teach them to your children along the road all day long when you're driving to the store or to the school. Let them know the Ten Commandments. Let them know today you're living for Jesus. And here are the rules. Today our kids don't even know what the rules are. Today we don't even know what the rules are, those commands of God. And we ignore them. And so do people. They ignore His law. And that's why so many people have become lawless. Because they've made a judgment. I don't need those things in my life. And when we determine what we think is right or true or, or wrong without taking into consideration what God says, we have a problem. A sin problem. The question we must answer is whose judgment matters? Whose judgment matters? If the main priority in your life is all about raising your kids and making a happy household, uh, caring for your children, paying the bills, making ends meet, even though that's God-pleasing for you to care for your family, if that's the main thing in your life, you might have a problem. Whose judgment matters? God says we are to put Him first above all things. We are to serve Him above all things, love Him above all things, above our family, above our children, above our work. How do you feel about that? Are you first? Is your family first? Is your recreation first? Your money first? Your pleasures first? What kind of judgment do you make about such matters? Who comes first? Whose judgment matters? Well, when the early church read this text from Hebrews for the first time, those Christians were dealing with uh, a difficult issue because the Roman government had just issued a decree. The Roman government had just issued a judgment. And they said, they declared that Christianity was illegal punishable by law and punishable by death. And so the church had to make a decision. The church had to make a judgment. Whose judgment matters? God or man? The ruler of creation or the ruler of Rome? And that's the way it is for us today. We have to make a decision. Whose judgment matters? Sometimes we get so wrapped up in all the events of our lives, we get the priorities all mixed up in the here and now that we forget God's judgment day is coming to a city near you. And that God's judgment matters. We just tend to forget all that. 
and on Judgment Day, God's going to hold everybody accountable, whether you remember to think about it or not. Everybody, no one will escape. Everyone will learn. God's judgment matters, and it matters most. And every tongue, regardless of how how much they denied God's authority when they walked on this earth. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Some to their salvation, others to their eternal perdition. That's what the Bible says. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. So does such a a thought bring you comfort or terrify you? Is it frightening when you look at your lives and see your many sins and think about standing before the judge that day? It's terrifying to think about God's judgment. However, for us, in order to appreciate the beauty of God's Word and the promise of God's Word in our text, we need to go back to the Old Testament in Hebrews. Because the people of God worshipped a religious festival called the Day of Atonement or In Hebrew, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Atonement means covering. The Day of Covering. The high priest of Israel, there was only one, the priest of all the priests, and he would enter into the temple, and then he would enter into that most holy place, which was called the Holy of Holies, or in the very presence of God. This was a little room, just a tiny room. But this little room represented the throne room of God. His very presence was there. The high priest, when he entered that room, would have to make a sacrifice to atone, first for his own sins. And then he would make a sacrifice and shed the blood to atone for the sin, to cover the sin of all the people. And he would take the blood and he would pour it on that gold lid of the Ark of the Covenant. Which which is called the mercy seat because that's where God would give mercy for the people and not treat their sins the way they deserve. But because blood has been shed, the animal died. So they wouldn't. That blood would be shed so your blood would not be shed. Inside the Ark of the Covenant... In the Holy of Holies were two stone tablets on which God had written the Ten Commandments. And these Ten Commandments reminded God the promise the people had made. Here are my rules. And the people said, we will keep them. You will be our God. We will be your people. That's a contract. That's a deal. We'll be holy and you be our God. And that Ark of the Covenant reminded God that they people did not respect His judgment. The people did not respect His rules. The people did not respect His ways. They sinned against God. They deemed that their ways are better. They deemed their judgments were more important. And the Ten Commandments buried in the Ark of the Covenant, the Ten Commandments buried in the Ark of the Promise reminded God that we deserve eternal punishment because we fail to keep the contract. But the good news, the good news that brings comfort to sinners like us, 
the blood from the animal sacrifices that was poured on the lid of the Ark of the Covenant, that blood covered the Ten Commandments hidden within. The animal blood symbolized the blood that would one day, the blood that would one day make atonement, cover the sins of the people. The blood that would one day pay the price. The blood that would one day cover our shame. And Jesus' blood has done that. Jesus is now, the Bible says, our high priest. He's the one, the mediator, the one who steps into the very presence of God with a sacrifice, but not a sacrifice for himself, for he needs no sacrifice, but he carries a sacrifice, not an animal sacrifice of blood, but he himself is the sacrifice. He shed his blood once for all. Listen, God has made his judgment. And we see God's judgment when we look at the cross. God judged Jesus in your place. God punished Jesus in your place. Jesus died to cover our sins. But only those who claim His blood, only those who claim His promise will receive the verdict, not guilty, not guilty. Ah, but we know the day of judgment's coming. That's why our text says, just as it is appointed for a man to die once, and then after that comes a judgment, so we die, and then we await God's judgment. At the judgment, we'll see the judgment that matters. And our text continues, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many on the cross, will appear a second time, not on a cross to deal with sin, but to save those who have been eagerly waiting for him. Ah, judgment day. It's a day of salvation for those who have been waiting for him. So what kind of hope does this give us? Well, have you ever gone to bed feeling the weight of your sins? And as you tried falling asleep, the burden of your sins was troubling, unsettling? Have you ever laid there thinking about all the bad things you've done and then you start to get scared as you start to think about having to meet God on Judgment Day? But your sins need not disturb you. Your sins need not cause you fear. Why? Because God's judgment does matter. And God has judged His Son in your place. God judged His Son to die in your place. God judged His Son to suffer in your place. God judged His Son to be punished in your place so that there's no punishment left for the people of God. If you believe... If you believe that Jesus is your Savior, if you believe that He died for your sins, that His blood atoned, covered, for all the stain of the broken commandments that you have done, then you've been set free that you might live for Him because God's judgment matters. And if His blood has been spilled for you, then rejoice. Look forward to His coming. 
Pray for it. Come, Lord Jesus. Don't live in fear. Live in expectation. Instead, live in the faithfulness of His promise. Instead, live in the hope of His coming. Because your list of sins has been destroyed by His blood. Your list of sins is no more. So that when you stand before God on that last day, there will be no list of sins to read. That's why Scripture says the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. Now that's the kind of judgment we can look forward to. That's the kind of judgment from God that we can eagerly expect. And as sinners redeemed by the blood of Christ, we know God's judgment. He will say, come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.